Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm thrilled to bring you uplifting grief support and hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Our mission is to offer enduring hope, loving compassion, skilled support, and effective steps to healing after loss. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 148, Unexpected Rewards. I have been reflecting recently on unexpected rewards from tough circumstances. In fact, I was reminded as I was teaching a training class, as I've been um, training other coaches in grief coaching and, and understanding grief so they can help their clients with grief and healing. But I was reflecting on this idea and I was reminded of an event that happened several years ago. In fact, I was just figuring out this morning that it was 20 years ago. That's so crazy. 20 years ago, next month, we had just moved into our new to us home in Houston. And we had been over at friend's house. We discovered that there was a friend that my husband had known when he went to college at Texas Tech that lived not a, not far from us. So we had been over at their house and we came home and I had gone back to my room to change clothes. And my husband was sitting in the living room in just an armchair, just reading something. And the kids had all gone upstairs And Carrie and David were three and five. David was three, Carrie was five at the time, and James was seven. Anyway, they had gone up into the family room upstairs. And and this was, like I said, a newer home to us. We hadn't been, we'd been in the home for a couple months at that point. It was springtime. It was April, April in Texas. And it was starting to get warmer. And the kids had gone upstairs and they they had opened the window that was in our upstairs bonus room that looked out over the pool. David and Carrie, you know, they opened the window and they were at the window talking to our dog, Brownie. We had this big fluffy brown dog, which we named Brownie, not very creative, right? (laughs) And Carrie and David were upstairs talking to Brownie. And when they did, they leaned on the screen I guess, an effort to get closer to him and the screen gave way and they fell out the second story window, both of them, the most unusual, crazy circumstance. They fell out the two-story window and I'm in my room changing And all of a sudden I hear my husband screaming and it was this like, and he's not a person to scream at all. And, and I could just hear that the like terror and the anguish in his voice. And I heard the back door open and I thought, what in the world is going on? And I ran out there. And when I realized what had happened, I mean, it was, it was just shocking. And we, we picked up the kids and we ran them to the emergency room. And 
They were, of course, very bruised up. Fortunately, their injuries were minor. Unbelievably, their injuries were minor. And this is another reason why I believe in angels. David had basically no injuries whatsoever. And, you know, other than a little bit of, well, a little bit, like a tiny bit of scratching and bruising, but like tiny compared to falling out a second story window. And our daughter, Carrie, she was pretty, she was pretty banged up, but no serious injuries, but she was struggling to walk because she kind of landed from what we can gather. She landed like a cat on her hands and knees. And so her knees were pretty scraped up and she had fractured both wrists. So five-year-old, hardly able to walk, you know, bruised up two casts on both hands. And when our friends started to hear what had happened, you know, we came home from the hospital and so many people came to the house, you know, to, to see them, to check on us. They brought us meals. Um, This one lady from our church came over and she knew how to create like the balloon animals. And so she came over and she, created these balloon animals for the kids and and the kids at church had signed this big like a poster board kind of card for the kids and they brought that over and just several friends just came to the house and and some of them brought gifts for for Carrie and David and and they were just showered with attention and i remember I remember a couple, probably three or four days into this, and Carrie was still resting. She was she was able to get up and go to the bathroom on her own finally, which was a relief to me because it was challenging trying to get a five-year-old who, who couldn't use her hands and wasn't walking. Yeah, it was challenging. But at any rate, she was doing better. She was, you know, uh, feeling comfortable walking and so forth again. And Anyway, I can remember her laying in my bed one day, and this was like three or four days later, and she had spent a lot of time just laying in my bed, you know, watching cartoons and kind of entertaining herself. And I remember her saying to me, do you think the next person could bring me a Barbie? So she had gotten used to this idea that of all this attention in the, in these few days, she'd gotten used to people coming over, showering her with all this attention, bringing her gifts. And now she was like, now I want a Barbie. <laughs> it, it was like, she had become entitled to the attention, entitled to the gifts, entitled to, to, just whatever people were willing to come and bring and and shower attention and special visits with balloon animals and gifts and so forth. And it was like this extended birthday party that started with a really, what could have been extremely tragic um, event and a very, very scary event. I can still remember, oh my goodness, I can just remember the the shock that was going through my system and the oh my goodness and you know going to the hospital not knowing what their injuries were and oh it was whoa it was overwhelming but of course once we knew they were okay then you know we we just went back into life and and trying to manage Carrie's injuries 
which I said were fairly minor, but she had gotten used to this attention. She had gotten used to these gifts. She had gotten used to the idea that people come over and do special things for you because, because you're hurt. And I was thinking about this recently, and I was thinking about how we do this in life and how when hard things happen, initially we do get that attention and not always, I, I will say not always, there are circumstances in which that happens. And there are other circumstances in which that doesn't happen. And that feels unfair too. Not only is the loss unfair, but it feels unfair that people aren't taking notice or understanding the pain that we're in. But I was really thinking about that. I was thinking, okay, where in my life am I still feeling entitled? Where in my life am I still expecting things that it's just this idea of entitlement, like I'm entitled to the attention or I'm entitled to the gifts or I'm entitled to special circumstances or special accommodations because this or that or the other has happened. And I think it's something that we have to be super aware of and conscious of is that there's unexpected rewards from hard times. And we might be expecting something in the future based on our experience in the past, based on the experience of getting the gifts, the special attention, the past, because life has been hard. And so we get the past because people don't expect things from us. There are unexpected rewards from unusual circumstances. And I feel like we have to be, at least I want to be aware of where I might be expecting rewards where rewards aren't warranted, where it might be actually creating a trap for myself creating a trap of expecting less from myself or expecting other people to pick up the pieces for me. And certainly there are circumstances where that is valid and we're grateful. And I think that's where gratitude comes in when we're grateful for, and a five-year-old doesn't understand that, you know, they, they, they don't have the life experience to understand what's going on. But as an adult, we have the, we have the capacity to reflect, to understand, and to see where expecting the rewards might be actually holding us back. So that's my question today. Where are the rewards of pain holding you back? It's a tough question, I know, but it's a question worth asking. I remember how very hard and lonely my journey was through grief. I had to scratch and claw my way through, not understanding what I was doing or if I would ever make it through because I was so alone and I was without a guide and I wanted to give up over and over again, because I didn't have anybody in my corner saying, you can do this. No one consistent. It's why I show up here. 
because I want to share what I learned in the process. I want you to feel not so alone because it is so alone when you're in that situation and no one around you is going through the divorce. No one around you has experienced suicide in their family. No one around you has experienced the pain of losing a child. No one around you has experienced the pain of health challenges. It's why I show up here because I want to share. I want, I want you to feel not so alone. I want to share what I learned in the process of scrapping my way through and save you the added burden of having to figure it out yourself. So my question is, have you activated your free two weeks in the True Hope Club? Because in the True Hope Club, I share all the things. I share all the things and give you abundant resources to bolster your hope, to help you to not quit, to show you the way and to show you that it's possible. So join today, two weeks free at buildalifeafterloss.com slash join. Have a fabulous week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.